Your crew has worked hard this year, so why not show your appreciation with a gift from Lowe's? Get a DeWalt two-tool combo kit for $3.99 or Mechanics Wear Durahide Impact Gloves for $29.98. How about a little giant King Combo ladder for $129 or a Metabo HPT the Tank Compressor for $199? Shop Lowe's in-store or at Lowe'sforpros.com. And while you're at it, get a little something for yourself, too. Lowe's, the new home for pros. Offers valid through December 24th, while supplies last, U.S. only. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for KB Talks, powered by the NKBA. This is the only podcast dedicated to sharing the latest kitchen and bath industry insights, providing you with the education and connections to help grow and support your business. I'm your host, Carl Champlin. Well, the world has changed, and hasn't it so? Well, so is the way we design homes. Now, as we prepare for a new year, what design styles, features, and materials are anticipated to be the most popular in 2021? Well, we're excited to welcome Ariane Belizaire to the podcast. She's the owner and principal designer of Ariane Belizaire Interiors, LLC. As an award-winning interior designer and transporter, Ariane joins us to dive into NKBA's 2021 Design Trends Report, where we'll, t- we'll take a look at the design trends that we're expected to see that are going to emerge in the years ahead. But before we start, here's a quick word from MR Direct. Whether you're playing master chef in a busy kitchen or pampering yourself after a long day in a peaceful bathroom, your home is the heart and soul of everyday life. Now with MR Direct, it's easy to upgrade your space with sink and faucet products as unique and as hardworking as you are. Expert service, fast shipping, quality products at a price you'll love. So get more at MR Direct. Okay, guys. Well, Ariane Belazaire, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. It is an absolute pleasure. Well, this is uh, a terrific subject, you know, as we put this year behind us, don't look at that, but (laughs) get into 2021. And I think it's a really important subject because I think think a lot of people don't quite understand, you know, what the trend reports are all about. I think a lot Mm -hmm. of us think, oh, what's the colour of 2021? Well, it's a lot more than that, as you know. You know, uh, trend reports are incredibly important, whether you're a designer watching this, listening to this, a contractor or even a homeowner, because it's not like we can go designing something that's going to last for a year or two, Mm -hmm. we need to take those trends into account, don't we, that focus on not only a couple of years, five years, 10, 15 years. So it's not just a colour choice. Right. And it's not just a temporary, you know, short-term understanding of where we are on the, um, you know, the, uh, the timeline of certain trends. It's really thinking about how to incorporate things that will always be timeless for you exactly. at the right time so that the investment you're making into the improvements in your home will have a lasting return on investment for you. You can feel Absolutely. comfortable. As we all know, budget is always a big thing. Now, yeah. you have a very impressive portfolio and several awards and achievements under your belt. Can you give our listeners a little bit of a background as a designer? Yeah, well, I actually, this is my second career, my first career. I spent 10 years in the communications field. Um, I still use that skill today, (laughs) communicating with my clients and trades vendors. Um, 
but I really, really di- took a deep dive into the design industry in 2008, 2009. Um, and I started off with small projects. It was at the time I was living in Houston, Texas, um, totally different design aesthetic <laughs> than kind of what I'm doing now. Um, and really fell in love with the entire home building and remodeling process. And so mm-hmm. today our firm does more of that type of work. We are helping clients with remodels, new builds, helping them understand the materials and, and uh, finishes that they need to select and bring into a home, really educating them on how to create the right envelope to then add that final layer of furnishings and decor into. And you are absolutely right. A lot of what we talk about with our clients is understanding where we are on the trend learning curve, right? Are we on the tail end of a trend or are we at the very beginning? And I tell clients, unless you are an early adopter, of a trend, mm-hmm. which typically has maybe five to 10 year, uh, you know, uh, time between its start where it gets really hot and a small group of people are doing it and the end where it's fizzled out and it's so overdone, nobody ever wants to see it again. Unless you are in the early adopters, uh, you know, uh, group, which tends to be a small group of people who aren't thinking about resale, then you really have to think about how to make the right choices that are going to be timeless and that will not date your home. Otherwise, you're going to spend a whole lot of money making your home look like the pictures you're seeing today, only to realize that many of those pictures that were inspired by on Pinterest or in shelter magazines, they're a couple years old. By the time you see them as the consumer, you know, they haven't been embargoed and under wraps. Um, And when they come to light, you know, even when they come to light, it takes sometimes a few years before those images become viral. And when you see it in your Pinterest feed, you think it's new. But you have to be really, really careful to know whether that picture is just kind of a uh, reiteration or a reinforcement of what you see a lot of. And if that is the case, be very careful because it's likely that you are about to design your home around a trend that may be on the tail end going out. Thank you. No, it's so true, isn't it? And because, again, like I was saying, it's very easy to choose a color. Now, walls and ceilings, you always put a coat of paint on that every two years. But when you come into more of the architectural details, like whether it's the color of the cabinets, the color of appliances, uh, the structural layout of the room, it has to be something that, you know, is going to last and make um, sense for the the longer term. Dollars in now, listen, I, I spent a bit of time last night going over your website, and I love it. I love the before and after pictures, and it's always interesting looking at a lot of different designers, but your before and afters are terrific. Thank you. And, you know, even me as a knucklehead being in the industry for 36 years now, I've seen a lot of before and afters. I've done television shows where I've done before and afters, but there were before and afters on your website that I'm like, hang on, is that the same corner? Actually, it is. It just looks incredibly different, and I'll compliment you. It's actually gorgeous, so well done with that um now you know 2020 has certainly changed the way that we all think about design designing homes what would you say and this is tough because there's, there's a few but what are the top three trends that you're seeing that you want to be sure our listeners will keep on top you know of their mind when they're heading into 2021 could you nail it down to three three themes (laughs) because you know trends can keep me a little tricky you know trends to me feel like they have an expiration date right but themes big themes we can wrap wrap our head around that might truly be timeless for you are um, I think the the three that I might identify would be um, kitchens that have a more contemporary and streamlined approach you know Mm -hmm. 
as opposed to the more ornate traditional kitchens that we've seen before. Um, I would also say the use of materials, the types of materials we're bringing in, maybe even mixing in some natural elements. That is a huge thing um, right now, especially because we're all kind of focused on wellness. Um, and then the final thing that I would say is really, you know, we've kind of heard this, but it's really becoming more and more true is just the incorporation of technology throughout the home, not just in kitchens and baths, although those are two areas that probably, you know, five years ago would have been the last places to really get technology outside of maybe a TV. <laughs> in that room. Um, yep. Now we're talking about voice activation and, you know, touchless, you know, automation on faucets and just really cool things that take your whole kitchen or bath experience to another level. Those like would be practical. Around. Yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it? You know, with 2020, you know, with, with this pandemic, mm -hmm. I think it's really, um, people have looked at their homes so much differently than what they had beforehand yes. you know it was like i just need a cabinet with my keys there so when i'm in and i'm out and i don't really eat at home but i think we're looking at our homes so uh differently today and on a subject might be going a little bit deep but i am i love the engineered stone countertops mm -hmm. in a space that's appropriate but i do love the natural elements of natural stone and natural wood and for a while now we've seen that trend really emerging in our homes and i think is because I think with all of the man-made products that surround the space, where it's the kitchen, the bathroom, the home, is that to have those natural elements in a home kind of grounds us. Do you agree with that? Agree. You know, something that's natural from the ground or something that was grown that's been respectfully resourced yes. is, I think, a very important element of the home. And I think it, it, um, it, relaxes a lot of people without them even knowing that to have that inside the space. Yeah, it's, it's having that craving for things that we don't even understand we have a craving for or why we have the craving for. Um, yeah. We in the design industry have talked a lot about why um, you bring certain elements and materials into your home, being careful and thoughtful about what you introduce into your home. But for most people, before 2020, the home was a pass-through. It was the place you spent maybe the first two or three hours of your day after you woke up, brushed teeth, got dressed, played with the dog. And then, you know, you came home and you had another maybe two, three hours of like doing homework, fixing dinner and preparing for bed. It was the pass-through. We didn't spend a whole lot of time there. We just kind of wanted it to be pretty and yeah. to have a space for most of our things generally and be a great, you know, Swiss Army knife that we could switch into the entertaining capital of our lives, right? But now 2020 has taught us, and I say this to my clients all the time, you know, especially the, the clients who have been building homes with us and renovating homes with us this past year, I've asked the question, is this home that we're talking about and designing, is this someplace you feel confident that you would love to spend eight weeks, eight months of your life and not be able to leave? Is this, is this the thing? Because if it's not the thing, let's make some adjustments. You know, do we want to live that way? Obviously not. However, we have to be ready to know that our home is our absolute, not only favorite place in the world, but it is actually the source of our rejuvenation. It's a place where we can relax. It's a place that it actually is um, helping us health-wise. It's not, you know, filling your home with things that are giving off gases and, you know, unnatural things that are doing harm to your body, especially yeah. if you don't have a lot of access to the outside. So I think it's 
our understanding and our opportunity as an industry to really beat that drum and to add value into what we bring to a project, not just the pretty, but also from the client's perspective, I think they are more receptive because of what 2020 has taught us. And when we introduce those natural elements, they've been craving nature so much this year that it's an easy jump for them to say, oh, absolutely, let's bring in some warm woods. Absolutely, let's bring in some materials that remind me of the outdoors and the things I loved about being able to move freely. So true. And I, one thing I love about the, uh, the NKBA years ago, I used to be uh, one of their trend spotters as well. And um, I was very fortunate they flew us over to Spain and, you know, we, we went and looked at a lot of the quarries and, and whatnot. And, you know, at that particular time with natural stone, with wood, with the engineered stone and whatnot, there was that trend or the real estate change to where, you know, we used to build where we'd try to keep up with the Joneses. If, mm-hmm. if they had like a, a Maytag or a Gaganel, we'd want to have the same thing where now it's very much uh, individualizing um, everyone's taste, I think for the designers and contractors and for the, um, the, the homeowners. Mm-hmm. And I think what's beautiful kind of about that is that, you know, it was a bit of a shift to where people, and I'd even advise people, make the home suit you. enjoy the space you know we're fragile creatures who knows how long we're going to be on the planet for and the way the real estate industry is too is if you're holding on to that place for five or ten or fifteen years there's a good chance when you sell it it's not like people are going to live in that space they're going to gut it and then redesign and redo it so i don't think we have to worry so much if if you know if our clients are going to be there for a certain amount of time we'd be too concerned about what it's going to look like for a future sale Right. If a flip or in a couple of years, yes. But I think the natural elements and making the space, even like a little eclectic to, uh, you know, to, to look at the travels you've done in the past and bring more family into it, I think is important. And another thing too, as you mentioned too, more of a modern style, mm-hmm. I, I knew that was a given. You know, an Aussie coming from Australia, and I think I don't give the Aussies the credit, I give the Europeans the credit Absolutely. that we followed the Mediterranean trend back in the 60s. So we're very fortunate there with our design that it's very bold, it's very modern, and all of those luxury items that Europeans have, they, they brought it down under. So when I first came here 20 years ago, it's all modern for me. But at least what I see, it's always transitional. Yeah, yes. A lot of people are still a little scared to go too modern, mm-hmm. but they don't like it being so traditional. So right. it's, it's meeting in the middle where it's transitional, and then we throw all the tech into it, which fortunately now is understandable because a lot of it's plug and play. Right, right. Absolutely. And I think that that kind of gradual ease via the bridge of transition, the transitional style is due in part because of the architecture. You know, here, most of us, especially if you live in the suburbs, you're in a neighborhood or residential development where you have to kind of take into account what's going on around you and not necessarily designing a cookie cutter house, but one that doesn't look like it sticks out, you know, like a sore thumb. And if you are in a residential neighborhood that has requirements about what the exterior of the house looks like, and it leans a little bit more traditional, then it's hard to make that hard, cold jump to a really modern interior because then it doesn't compute. It doesn't match. The train you did a really good job, again, complimenting on your website because there's not like a cookie-cutter home, but it looks like it's a typical home that every third or fourth house may be the same. Yeah. And I don't know where it was. You have that archway. But when you go inside, it's, it's absolutely stunning. And it's and super that, modern for this section. I mean, it still yeah. has back to it, but, but it would be considered a very modern approach, you know, very contemporary approach to homes here. Thank you for that compliment. But I, True. That, I just want to throw my PJs on and dive through the screen because that bed was <laughs> awesome. You had that niche. 
and and it was just so homey and so gorgeous. And anyone going, well, we're all going through this pandemic would see yeah. that slogan. Like, that's where I'd love to sleep. Yeah, yeah. And that's the goal. That really is, you know, the highest compliment. If someone can, first of all, own a home where they feel that way, right? They feel like, ah, that's my absolute favorite place in the entire world. That means we've done a good job. If, you know, others, not that we want them to be jealous, but if others look at it and say, oh my gosh, there's something about, there's just something intangible about what that home experience looks like. I want a part of that. That's, I think, I believe that's the value we as an industry bring. That is yeah. our sweet spot. And if we can learn to speak to that, we'll always be relevant. We will always be relevant if we can, you know, get that messaging down. Yeah. Where is, in, um, like looking at that example for, as an example, and a lot of the places I've done, um, do you think there, there is an importance to keep the interior as per the architectural elements of the exterior of the house. And I ask that because in Australia, you may go into an old a Victorian or a Federation building and there's the facade. As soon as you walk in that door, it's, it's modern. The mm -hmm. back is all opened up with bifold doors and what have you. And, and that's generally what, as you know, through Europe, that's what yeah. they'll do. Through heritage orders or you might have an old structure. In Australia, we have to respect that. And it's on a heritage list. But as soon as you get through that front door, it's like, wow take a look at this do you do you see that as becoming a little bit more popular in the u.s where the exterior is very different from the interior i think are people too scared to do that i think there, there are two things people are scared because they're always worried about what others will think here in america so true, right? two, you know we forget america's a baby like when you go to europe you're walking down streets that are centuries old you know, like, yeah. like old, old, like have been developed, you know, houses. And so the, the, the uh, respect for the architecture of those buildings and preserving the, the facades to tell the story of that old world feel is really important. And so the person who lives in that part of the world understands there's likely to be a disconnect on the interior. There's plumbing that had to be updated, wiring. It probably had to be gutted. It's okay. I get it. In America, we are so conditioned to want new that we're not holding on to things long enough for that facade to be relevant, right? We're like, mm. I'd rather knock it down. The land is worth more than the house. Let's build again. I'm going to build my own new McMansion. It's only going to last in five years. I'll take it down. So think about how we think about, you know, the longevity of our homes. Yeah. Most suburban areas are, people are wanting the new, the new custom build. And so they're, they're, they've got to think about how those two, the exterior and interior, work together from the very beginning for it to make sense. For older cities, I think about my hometown in New Orleans, you do have some of those relatively older homes in uh, Louisiana, um, in the United States, and there is that character and charm on the exterior, and it's perfectly acceptable to then walk in and find a modernized version, you know, a mm. more clean version on the interior, but it's always going to have some architectural details that remind you of where you are and, you know, kind of tie back to the exterior. So I think for, for us, we always kind of have to think about the two together because we're so young. <laughs> um, but I, that's why I love to travel. That's what I miss that 2020 route from us because like I you, I love going to other parts of the world and getting yeah. that perspective and understanding yeah. that look at these, you know, buildings and these streets paved in marble, like, we don't have to be too precious about our materials. Like if we love it, we can wrap the building in it if we wanted to. As so long we go as from Nashville to the to the marble inside. Yeah. Home. As long as yeah. we're okay with patina and aging and wear, which tells the story. You know, but it's it's really understanding what what's possible with materials yeah. 
And then what we can, we can tolerate with our mentality of being so short-sighted um, and kind of understanding how to bring that connection to your homeowners. And I think that's our, yeah, that's part of our job, isn't it, is um, to help homeowners understand like the respect, let's say, of the style. Let's say it was in New Orleans and you had yeah. a beautiful balustrade and handrail. We can still have that and you'll still respect some of those internal features and maybe yeah. the crown moulding or the tall base and, and trim. But as you get into the kitchen, wow, all of a sudden you've got like an Italian laid out kitchen that is a little more on the modern side, which as you're saying, that's what the trends are. People are wanting to, I think, experience those clean services, the, the beautiful pullouts, yeah. um, those amazing functional appliances with yeah. that technology thrown, thrown about. And yeah. I think we can still do that, but we can still respect the style even inside the home and, and have that combination. And I think that's where a lot of clients... Get, a, get very much lost in, in that whole concept of what, what to remove, what to keep, and what yeah, not to. But that's our value. Therein lies our that value. That is our value. <laughs> now, on the subject of clutter, I used to do a show years ago called America's Biggest Pack Rat. And oh, gosh. Was, like, clear the clutter. Oh, and everyone said, what in the hell are you saying? But how important it is to clear the clutter. And so when, let me ask you about storage. It's always been a hot topic in the kitchen and the bath industry. Um, would you say that storage and decluttering is a priority when designing homes for your clients? Absolutely. It's always been a part. It's so funny because that house, that, 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 you, <laughs> the house that you're talking about was yeah. designed in 2000, well, that renovation because it was complete gut. That, was, mm -hmm. that renovation was designed in 2016, 17, 2017, executed in 2018. This is before we knew what a pandemic or, you know, that a pandemic yeah. was coming, yeah, right? But that house, every room has storage. Every room has a way to close off things because um, as someone who's married to a husband who's an engineer, borderline OCD, his uh -huh. mind does not shut off if he can see things, right? He comes right. home and he's like, I've got to start stacking. I've got to start. So knowing that about him and knowing that most of my clients are, are kind of type A professionals who need to be able to shut off their minds when they come home, I've always pushed for having a place for everything, you know, being really smart about designing spaces where if you know you're not the neatest person, hmm. you can build out wall to wall cabinetry with big, beautiful doors, nice, gorgeous hardware, real clean, smooth surface, easy to keep up, you know, but behind it, whatever's inside those doors, you don't have to worry about it. If the socks aren't matched, if it's, you know, laundry hamper, yeah. whatever it is, at least it's closed off and it's giving you that ability to rest and relax, kind of close that tab, you know, like to, to uh, connect it to our, our computers and our browsers. For me, if I've got 20 tabs open, I'm getting a little anxious. There's too much That's, open, right? It's really and important. And I think because, you know, as, as the reality is with all of us, you know, we're all well to do and everything. But at the end of the day, there's going to be times where the door's going to knock and you've got stuff everywhere and you really just want to open that and just throw it in. Yeah. That's a reality, folks. It's a reality. Yeah. It was the reality before 2020. Now what's yeah. happened with 2020 is we are at home more. Some of us are now working from home. We're teaching our kids from yeah. home. And, yeah. and now it's even more important to have, you know, that real visual indicator of when certain parts of your day start and finish. So I, you know, coach my clients, even if you haven't built out your home to have lots of storage, if you're bringing in furniture pieces and your kids now are learning from home, 
how do we indicate visually that it's the start of the school day? We take out the laptop, we put everything on the dining table. And then how do we indicate that it's over? We put those mm. things away, right? Just like basic mm. visuals. So now we have to have a place to put those things away, to, to shut down the office, the Zoom call location, you know, the homeschool location, yeah. visually flipping from work day to home because we used to use the commute to do that. We used to use the commute to reset our mind, come down off the day or, or rev ourselves up for the day. And now, you know, in some parts of the country in the world, we either don't have that anymore. We're going back into a phase that doesn't have that. So we need to be able to do that. And that is why storage is so important and why it's one of the biggest trends I think we're going to see in 2021 yeah. in terms of how people are designing their homes. So true. And it's one that's going, it's going to stay, you know, and it's interesting. It's one of the most basic things. And I know this is so hard. This is, this is harder than when I got a nail through my thumb for people to understand is this is hard to listen, but when you finish with something, you just got to put it away. And as you said, it's just the computer and whatnot. It, it's, I know it's the basic thing, but if we all did that and ha if we had a place for it, we'd, we'd head back to a sanctuary of a home yes. where yeah. I think when everything just gets stacked up, um, yeah. it is very difficult to rest when you come home. So I think addressing that is, is super important and being kind of like the wasted spaces guy, I've, always got excited about finding all those hidden spaces in the home where you can, places that you can utilize toque yeah. drawers in the kitchen um secret little compartments Love um it. you know all that sort of thing people. utilizing the attic it just makes you breathe a little bit more in the space absolutely absolutely now when it comes down to the space in the home you know and you know it was all very much a multiple of different rooms and you know then it was the open space do you feel that's very much the same um, in the upcoming years, it's more open plan, or do you feel that the changes that we've gone through has brought us back into more compartmentalized rooms? I think that the changes we've gone through have definitely given us a, an appreciation for true actual rooms, <laughs> the division of spaces. Right. I know, you know, it's been a struggle for a lot for me and a lot of people that I know who, you know, when it's time to do a, a, a phone call for work or to get a, you know, a quiet place for the kids to study and I want to watch TV, but you want to study. I mean, having an open concept does not serve you well when everybody is working and living from home all day, every day. So I do yeah. think it's going to give us an appreciation and understanding of closed off spaces or at least ways to convert spaces. Like maybe it's, you know, in, interior doors that slide in and out to create now, mm -hmm. you know, new zones. I think that's a creative way to give you like that transformer feel of a home and give you both options. Yeah. So I think for the most part, individualized spaces will be a recurring theme um, or new trend with the way that we lay out and design new home builds but i also feel like people are still going to love and want that big open kitchen into the, the into a living area maybe it's not the the main family room anymore but but having a kitchen that kind of sprawls out into a den or a you know small sitting area is still going to be important yeah. because i do believe people want to you know the cooking experience and the kitchen being the heart of the home is so important to that person who is the chef not feeling isolated not feeling like they're alone while everybody else is kind of gathering and having fun so i think there's going to be a hybrid of a big open kitchen space but then maybe yeah not into the main living room. Maybe, you know, now we have a dining room, we have a living room closed off or another family room closed off um, just to give a little separation space. I totally agree because when you look at, um, you know, what's happening with commercial real estate and I think people have gotten so used to working from home now, there's mm -hmm. going to be less of a percentage going back. Yeah. There's, 
there is going to a lot be going be going back, but a lot of them actually got to stay in that space. So as you said, I think you're dead right. Is that we still want that open space, and you know we get excited about having a beautiful large kitchen island with the HDMI ports and the receptacles and whatnot, where you can work there, you can cook there, you can keep an eye on the kids, and mm-hmm. you might have a let's say a, a television screen in the family room. Yes. It's nice to have that, but on one particular job, it's a 10 foot opening. We've got a very large barn style door oh, that that's awesome. there just to compartmentalize that space. But I think you're spot on when it does come to, you know, uh, people, you know, working from home a lot more and people want that little bit of solstice and having their own yeah. space. Yeah. Yeah. More so. So no, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, how things have changed just over the past 12 months. I think those core elements of open space were not going to remain, but it's, it's great. But where do I, where do I have my own space? <laughs> um, now, you know, as designers, we're always keeping up with industry trends, but how do you get your clients to buy in to the new and emerging trends? Mm-hmm. Do you put them in a headlock and torture them? Or do you, I, I guess you, you, you listen to their family needs, you listen to where they're at. And yeah. again, what we were talking about beforehand, um, forecasting a trend that's really going to work for them and make their home look drop dead gorgeous at the same time? Yeah, absolutely. I I know for us, it's a lot about understanding the client's needs. What pain points are we actually addressing? Sometimes that takes work, you know, getting past the superficial of, oh, it just doesn't look good. It doesn't feel good. Okay, what is it? How is it not serving you? Really getting to the heart of what they need to have happen in either the home that we're remodeling or the new home that we're building. Um, But, you know, again, for me, it's always educating them on where we are on whatever particular trend curve they are interested in. So, you know, if they're coming to me, wide open. I'm going to advise them on what I think their aesthetic, you know, looks like in a timeless approach. Um, Mm -hmm. If they come to me and they have a list of all of the latest trends (laughs) that they want to throw into one house, you know, we've got a little bit of a conversation about, you know, really understanding, do you love that? And and the, the litmus test for me for them is always, okay, so let's say we do this thing, whatever it is, you know, if we do this, if we take and, you know, we put brass fixtures throughout the entire house. Let's say that's the trend. Um, because everything you see on Instagram is brass <laughs> and Pinterest is brass. If we do that today and tomorrow, every new house that's being built in your neighborhood, every picture you see on Instagram, every picture on Pinterest is now matte black. Mm-hmm. Are you still good with the brass? Whether or not other people are doing it? And that to me has been such a great question to ask because it forces people to understand whether they are being guided in their decision by what they're seeing versus what they love. And if they tell me on a particular trend, I don't care if nobody else is doing it. I've always dreamed of since I was five years old, a white kitchen, blah, 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 blah. Great. And let's do it because that is timeless for you. That is going to fill your heart with with joy every day that you walk in. If you were doing a white kitchen because you think you should, but you've always dreamed of a, you know, kitchen with wood cabinets, Mm-hmm. It's a disconnect. And so just getting people to understand without getting too deep on the trend curve and we're year four of this trend, you know, we don't have to go that deep. It's just asking the question of, we know this is a trend. And so the question for you is, is this trend timeless? And if it's timeless for you, then, then I get to help you figure out how to incorporate it in a way that doesn't date your home. 
right? Yeah. You know, if you love brass, then maybe there is a metal that we can install on the hard finish or hard, you know, pieces. And we can bring those brass elements in in ways that are easy to change out if, let's say, you fall out of love with it. Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of helping them understand how to, how to make wise decisions so that they always feel like they're getting the return on investment in time and money that they're putting into their homes. Super important, like how we just did a full circle of how we started the conversation about, you know, um, incorporating those trends, but something that is is timeless. Mm-hmm. And as you said, what's important is that the, the clients love. And as you said, it's got to come from the heart, not what they've seen in Pinterest or what they've seen in a few pull-out magazines, because it does take a few years for those things to get published. Mm-hmm. And if you looked around Europe or different parts of the world, you know, that... Uh, that uh, brass and matte black has been out for the last 10 years. What's yeah. next? Yeah. You know, it's, it's always interesting, even, um, you know, if there's a new casino built in Vegas or a new commercial building, whatever state you're living in, I always shoot over there and take a look at the exterior, the interior, because, you know, they've spent like millions of dollars on that. Yeah. And they've spent a lot of time forecasting of where we're at. That's and right. I think sometimes I look at that and I go, wow, okay, there's a mosaic water feature at the front mm-hmm. using that particular stone and these colors and this mirror metallic look. And mm-hmm. as you know, in the commercial world, if we see that, eventually that does filter down in into some, the In some dilated way to resolutely, exactly. We do yeah, see I'm, that, you know, exactly. kind of show up in our residential projects in some small way, you know, yeah. reference to what we're seeing commercially, yes. Yeah, no, but I, I love it. I love it, it's, uh, it, it's a great subject. And I think also, too, it's, there's so much more, isn't there, that initial conversation. You, it's good to listen where they're coming from. And even though if something's going to change, let's say it was a matte black and you had that brass um, detail to it, it's stunning. But there's so much more to take into consideration. It could be the door hardware throughout the house right. for the swing doors. It could be the door hardware on the cabinets. Uh, there could be some sort of feature in the stone. So it's not really just certain elements what's new it's 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 how to incorporate the whole architectural style into the design isn't it because sometimes when you walk through a home it just feels right it either feels right or it doesn't feel right right Right. sometimes things that people don't notice it's like that's good design exactly if you walk in and you just experience it as a whole and you're like i don't know it just works that's the mark of a good design if you can pinpoint things that do and then things that don't there might not be harmony in that space. And so that's the goal is to make it look like, you know, make it look effortless, make it look like, you know, something you don't have to think about too deep on each element because they're all working together to tell one big story. Yeah. Well, that's good stuff. It's dangerous. I could talk to you for the next 12 hours, but I can't. You're my people, like clearly. (laughs) Hey, listen, a lot of great stuff there. Um, now, listen, for everyone listening in, how can they get more information about you? What is your website? My website is my name, and it's a long one, so I'll spell it. It's A-R-I-A-N-N-E-B-E-L-L-I-Z-A-I-R-E.com, arianbellazier.com. You can find me on my website. You can find me on social media, on Instagram, at Interiors. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Perfect. Okay. Well, again, I checked out uh, what you do and um, there are some designers that are not worthy to be on KB Talks and you, my dear, is certainly one of them. Uh, oh, worthy. Thank you so much. No, it's just fact. Hey, listen, I appreciate your time. appreciate your insight um, and everything that you had to contribute. It's, uh, it's good stuff. And um, hey, let's, let's get into 2021 and um, design some beautiful homes. Let's do it. Do you agree? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
Well, Ariane, thank you so much. And folks, um, check out her website. If you missed it, just rewind, listen to it again. And I want you to check out nkba.org as well. Now, folks, if you're interested in diving deeper into the NKBA's 2021 Design Trends Report, visit and research the Inserts tab on nkba.org, where the full report is available for purchase. It's certainly uh, worth its weight in gold. And folks, remember, we'll have new episodes of KB Talks coming away very soon, so make sure you're subscribed and stay tuned. Please be sure to send your feedback to nkba at flyingcamel.com. And remember to take a moment, a little moment, to leave us a star rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and pets, thank you for listening. Remember to get out there, design and build something terrific. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye. Your crew has worked hard this year, so why not show your appreciation with a gift from Lowe's? Get a DeWalt two-tool combo kit for $3.99 or Mechanics Wear Durahide Impact Gloves for $29.98. How about a little giant King Combo ladder for $129 or a Metabo HPT The Tank Compressor for $199? Shop Lowe's in-store or at Lowe'sForPros.com. And while you're at it, get a little something for yourself too. Lowe's, the new home for pros. Offers valid through December 24th while supplies last, U.S. only. Whether you're playing master chef in a busy kitchen or pampering yourself after a long day in a peaceful bathroom, your home is the heart and soul of everyday life. Now with MR Direct, it's easy to upgrade your space with sink and faucet products as unique and as hardworking as you are. Expert service, fast shipping, quality products at a price you'll love. So get more at MR Direct.